GM, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining for another community AMA. Um, just for those who might be new with us, uh, most people are listening in on our Discord. We have a AMA questions channel where you can post your questions, and uh, I'll be reading through all those and answering them as they come in. Uh, you can also listen in on Twitter. You may be there, but uh, there's nowhere to post questions there. So, yeah, it's uh, mainly a Discord thing. Anyways, thanks for joining, and uh, I guess I'll just get right to the questions. So first we have um, Aaron Morad. <coughs> they ask, any updates on the, quote, that which should not be named project? Uh, I, I will name it. <laughs> so Project S, uh, there's still not too much we can uh, reveal. Um, we're continuing to work on it. Um, let's see. So right now we have the smart contract written and uh, we have the website up. We're in testing basically um so yeah never you can really never know how long testing will take but that's where we're at right now um and uh yeah so I, as we mentioned in early january or maybe last year uh we're looking to that we, we were looking to get it out in january or february so now it's looking like february um, so yeah, hopefully we can um, go live in February, but <clears throat> um, yeah, you can never be sure because uh, programming is hard. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we want to make sure it's rock solid before we release it, of course. So yeah, we'll see, but um, definitely making progress. So that's good. All right, next question we have Ashdrake asks, what has the team done since early December? A high level overview on what has been accomplished would be nice because I haven't seen any new pools. There hasn't been any news regarding Project S or any updates about it. Seems like the team is pretty much just cruising along rather than taking advantage of the volatility. For example, the WIF pool has a Pith Oracle and no Affinity pool has appeared. Just wondering what exactly is the team doing all this time? Yeah, so I can kind of understand that perspective given that we don't um, announce like literally everything that we do. So, <clears throat> um, especially like the stuff in the background, I mean, in my opinion, it's just not attention worthy. It's not like worth taking people's precious attention just just so we can like prove to people that hey we've been busy and like actually doing shit um like you know like basically our motto is more like you know let the results speak for themselves type of thing but anyways just to just to like name some things that we've been doing since early december so <clears throat> uh one thing more recently is that we've been integrating with new aggregators such as swissborg okx and uh, CoinGecko Terminal, which is not an aggregator, but uh, yeah, 
finally CoinGecko reached out to us. So yeah, we're finally starting to work on integrating with them. Finally, yay. <laughs> uh, we've done a few interviews that we've released, um, facilitated tons of governance discussions and uh, voted on things, made things happen. Uh, we dealt with the Lafinity pool drain, which is unfortunate, and that was also a drain on our our team's time. Uh, let's see, we made a proposal for Saber to adopt Lafinity's tokenomics, and uh, I continue to, uh, like, <laughs> I, I need to, like, work to actually make that happen. Like, just making a proposal isn't enough. Like, I'm talking with devs behind the scenes looking for people to actually execute on that because our team does not have the time to do that. <clears throat> Let's see, we actually did open pools. We opened a V2 Ray, V2 Ray, uh, Radium's Ray pool. Uh, we tested an Orca pool, we didn't, it didn't work out. Uh, we opened a Bonk USDC pool. We first just had Bonk Soul, uh, and then we newly opened the Bonk USDC. So those three we did announce in an, uh, in an announcement. Then there's the GITO USDC pool, um, which has been running for a month or more now, I think. Um, it's not on the pools page because um, it wasn't stable yet, um, but it is performing well. So um, if it does stabilize, we will add it to the pools page. Uh, yeah, so there's some pools. Um, and regarding WIF, basically we're waiting for a spot market on Binance or Bybit. Um, I guess they do have a perp market, but the perp market's price is uh, quite different from the spot market price, so we can't really use it. So that's why we haven't listed or opened a WIF pool yet. Um, I mean, I would hope that it's neat, that it's <laughs> needless to say we are looking to add it because like our bonk pools are amazing. So like, why wouldn't we add a whiff pool as well, right? <clears throat> um, yeah, but there are like, I think people often underestimate how difficult and tricky it can be to open pools. Like, I mean, even take like the bonk pools, for example, those were opened quite a long time ago, <clears throat> or especially the bonk soul pool. If you look at that pool, for half of its life, um, there's very little difference between the pool value and the value of just holding the assets. Like there's the purple line, I think it was purple, and the yellow line, which is just holding. And uh, they're kind of flat. They they move together. And then um, around the time when like Bonk started popping off, uh, the two lines diverge, and the Lafinity pool just shoots like straight up. And the uh, holding one just goes up by a little bit. <clears throat> and so like early on, like it wasn't doing well at all. The pool wasn't working well because. Um, price discovery wasn't really happening on centralized exchanges at that time. And so, you know, there's factors like that. Um, and there we might find difficulties with the WIF 
cool when we do open it as well. So, yeah. Um, and, you know, that's just like one of the hard things about being an Oracle-based text. Um, if you just do a CLMM or constant product tools, like you don't have to worry about this stuff. Um, but of course, the trade-off is that they're just less profitable. <clears throat> so yeah, okay. And then uh, a few more things we've been doing. Uh, we started doing Flare ARBs by Flare DAO, and also the XLaffinity ARBs by Laffinity DAO. Um, those take time to execute. You need to calculate like, okay, how much do I trade to get the discount down to 20% or whatever before you actually do it. Um, let's see, we shut down the staking site, open source front end code. Uh, we're doing a bunch of work that's required to receive the PIF grant. Uh, we're, we have a lot of back and forth with another chains team about um, deploying on their chain. Um, we're continuing to optimize pools. Uh, we're continuing to work on Project S. So, like, I guess a lot of these things we don't announce because, again, like, it's not really announcement worthy. <clears throat> like, we're not just going to make announcement to be like, hey, look at us. We're, you know, actually doing shit. Because, <laughs> like, that's a waste of our time for us, but probably also for you guys as well. Um, Anyways, yeah, so we have been keeping busy, even if uh, it doesn't always look like that. <clears throat> All right, next question we have Nexty asks, I saw you were very active in the Meteora Discord lately. Why? Is it related to Project S? No, it's uh, not related to Project S. Um, I am active there. Uh, uh, let's see, how did it... I think, like, uh, a few months ago, Matt Meow randomly reached out to me. and was like, hey, let's get on the call. And so we, like, chatted. And uh, <clears throat> a couple months later, uh, Ben reached out and was like, hey, it'd be awesome if you could, like, be active in uh, the uh, Meteora DAO, which is just starting to take form. And uh, yeah, so like since then, I've just been like trying to be useful there. Um, yeah, just like trying to take it in a direction that I think will be best for it. And uh, I guess I will mention this because this is probably something that uh, will enter a few people's minds is that isn't there a conflict of interest in that I'm leading Lifinity and Meteora is also a DEX. So aren't, aren't you guys competing? And the answer is basically no. Right now, our main competitor for, as Lifinity is basically market makers on central limit order books. This is because they're able to market make in a way that's very similar to Lifinity. Uh, to put it bluntly, like to market make in a much more intelligent way. Um, because you can take into account the prices on uh, centralized exchanges, whereas you can't really do that with 
um, concentrated liquidity market makers, but also with the uh, Meteora's uh, dynamic liquidity market maker. So, um, yeah, so like uh, right now, Orca is like the leading DEX. And actually for Lifinity, it's really great that Orca has a ton of liquidity. Um, because the more liquidity they have, the more liquidity there is for our pools to arbitrage against. And so it like increases our, our volume as well. And so we want more volume or more liquidity on um, places like Orca and Radium and Meteora. And uh, obviously like Meteora itself also wants that. So perhaps surprisingly, there really isn't conflict of interest, like moving Meteora in the direction that benefits it most also benefits Lifinity. Um, so yeah. Uh, if you guys are interested in Meteora, um, encourage you guys to join over in the DAO over there. They're very open. Um, it's like easy to get started taking part in the discussions. Um, I mean, like their tokens not even alive, but their uh, DAO discussions are pretty vibrant. So. Um, yeah, if you're interested in that kind of thing, I think it's a great place to get started. <laughs> Let me take a sip. All right, next question we have D asking, does Project S still have the same untapped niche on Solana as when it was first envisioned or has competition emerged? Uh, right now, there is still no competition. Um, I have heard rumors of other or another individual or team um, working on a similar product, but yeah, I I honestly am not sure. Yeah, I guess that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, as, uh, for the time being, it's still an untapped niche. Capromino asks, what makes the new Ray USDC V2 pool perform very well? Do we have certain, do we have a certain algorithm for Ray? Because the price action for Ray is not really special over the past three weeks. Yeah, what does it make it perform very well? I mean, so like uh, V2 pools are just superior to V1 pools. Um, I'm not sure if I should go over why right now. Like we had, we do have an article on that. Um, I guess TLDR is that, or I'll try to explain this shortly. So like V1 pools, they always rebalance to a 50-50 balance of the two assets in the pool. So that's like their target. It's what it's like always trying to reach. Um, whereas V2 pools, they instead always try to rebalance to a fixed amount of the volatile asset. So if it's like a SOL USDC pool and you initially deposit a thousand SOL, 
it's always trying to rebalance to 1,000 sol, regardless of any um, changes in price of that of sol. Um, and one of the consequences of that is that it's much less susceptible to impermanent loss. <clears throat> um, I think explaining why is kind of beyond the scope of this podcast or <laughs> this uh, AMA. Um, it gets kind of mathy, but yeah, you can check out the article for why that is. Um, I mean, I think that's the main reason for why it's doing well. Uh, separately, like, you know, even, even before we opened the V2 pool, the V1 pool was doing quite well. Um, like, I mean, not nearly as well as this pool, which has like 2000% plus APY. Uh, V1 pool had like a hundred something percent APY, I think. And I think one of the main reasons for that is that uh, Ray as an asset has tons of centralized exchange volume. And so uh, price discovery is uh, mostly on centralized exchanges. And the other thing is that Ray does a lot of liquidity mining um, and has a ton of pools that are paired with Ray. So they have like Ray USDC, Ray Sol, of course, but then like they also pair Ray with like, like everything else, I think, you know, like, uh, actually I haven't looked in a while, but <laughs> um, yeah, I know they like pair Ray with everything and like frequently incentivize those pools with Ray. So what that means for us is that there's a lot more Ray liquidity for the pool to arbitrage against, which means more volume for us. Um, and so, and uh, you know, that's good in terms of fees, just pure volume, but then also um, market making profit, um, or in other words, buying low and selling high. So yeah, I guess those are some factors of why the Ray pool is doing so well. Uh, second question from Ipramina. Will we have a special celebration as our cumulative volume reaches 10 billion? Should be in less than a week from now. Damn. <laughs> I, uh, that snuck up on me. I wasn't paying attention. Um, special celebration. Do you have any ideas? We could. Um, I mean, we'll at the very least make an announcement about it, but, uh, yeah, if like people have some idea of something they'd like to do, maybe we could, uh, question number three, how will you prepare to capture volume when Jupe is launched? Is there anything you can learn from the when launch? I think uh, most of our learnings come from the Jito launch, actually. Um, <clears throat> so what we did for the Jito launch, and I'm not sure that this will be the case for Jupe, but uh, we decided to not wait for Pith to launch their Jito Oracle, because uh, um, needless to say, by the time it's launched on Pith, the uh, the most juicy 
period for the volume has already ended, which is like the first like two to three days or so. Um, so yeah, but Jiro was on centralized exchanges. So basically we just made our own Oracle and started market making using that. Um, which was something new. We'd never um, done that before. I mean, we do have our own oracles, but never did it like this, where, you know, there was no Pith Oracle. And uh, yeah, like we're launching into this crazy period, basically, right? <laughs> uh, it did go well, but uh, we definitely had some learnings for like how to, how we could improve it for the Jupe launch, you know, which we've been thinking about. <laughs> since the Jito launch, obviously. Um, because yeah, this will be a big opportunity. Um, I think we still don't know if Jupe is gonna be launching on centralized exchanges. And, uh, <clears throat> or at least like not at, we don't know if it'll be launching at the same time as a token launch. Um, so yeah. So we're still kind of in the dark, not exactly sure what we're going to do, but like um, if the stars align and uh, we have what we need to be able to market make on Lefinity, then we will definitely do that. And uh, yeah, we definitely don't want to miss it. <laughs> but yeah, in a sense, it's not up to us. Some of the things, yeah, we, we just need there to be... Uh, centralized exchange liquidity for it to be possible at all. So yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> uh, question number four from a promeno. When you're talking about Lefinity extending to a different blockchain, do you already have a chain in mind? Yes, we do. Um, but I think I should refrain from saying it just in case. I mean, there's just probably no problem with me mentioning it, but I don't want to be wrong about that. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, if we do launch on this chain, you know, it would be incentivized. Um, yeah. So like we've been like working through like the paperwork of that. Like uh like we have to like sign some stuff. And uh and uh like for Lefinity, um some things are unique. And so we needed to like uh explain that to them and do some light negotiating and stuff. So and like, uh, I mean, it's still not 100%, even though it's looking likely we will, we will launch, or at least that we would like to launch. Um, it also takes some time. So again, like it's a matter of priorities because we're also doing Project S and uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure Project S will come first because their chain won't even launch until at least a couple months later. So, yeah. 
All right, Jay Gills asks, <clears throat> actually, let me take a sip because my uh, throat's getting dry. All right, <clears throat> it seems a lot of these strategies worked very well in the beginning of a bull market, that is targeting the volatile asset. Are there any plans for different strategies that is V3, which may perform much better in bear markets? Um, <clears throat> I think it's not, it's not that um, they worked better in bull markets. It's that bull markets have more volume. Like, that's it. <laughs> um, so it's not an issue with the strategy. The strategy works just as well in bear markets as in bull markets. Or to put it differently, it works just as well in low volume regimes as in high volume regimes. Um, obviously, it'll be more profitable in high volume regimes because that will mean both more fees and also more market making profit. But yeah, like there's no way to juice volumes in a bear market. Like, uh, you can't make people swap more. Like, that's just a question of retail demand. Um, and yeah, people just need a reason to swap. Basically, we're just capturing whatever swap volume there is to capture, and we're not capable of generating new swap volume. So yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like right now, the V2 pools, I think, are performing amazingly. I think it would be pretty difficult to improve upon them. <laughs> like their APYs are often like truly insane, like so good that they look like scams. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it's pretty hard to imagine getting better than they already are. Like we can still make marginal improvements, you know, like percent improvement here, couple percent improvement there, but yeah, nothing is gonna like give us, I don't know, like a 50% boost or something huge like that. <clears throat> All right, Ipromino asks, the reason why I asked about when as a reference was because of the similarities in the nature of the token launch. I don't know how, but I believe Backpack, the exchange, will have Jupe trading on launch. <clears throat> right. So um, with regards to like the launch details, like that's basically, uh, so when like they launched on the DLMM, right? And uh, so, I mean, that liquidity is useful for arbitraging between our pools. But if there isn't centralized exchange liquidity, we have no Oracle price to reference. So uh, there's like nothing we can do. So I don't think there's like much we can really learn from that, like for our purposes. I'm sure it was like very useful for uh, Meteora 
and Jupiter to figure out like how to make the Jupe launch go more smoothly. But yeah, for Lafinity, I don't think it really provides any useful information that we can use. Um, let's see, backpack will have Jupe trading. Cool. I can uh mention that to Luffy. Um I actually don't know about Backpack's um, data, what they do with their data. I don't know if they if they have trading data or if they do, whether it's free um, and whether it's fast and all that. Um, we'll have to check on that. But um, yeah, let me mention that to Luffy later. <clears throat> Next, he asks, how old are you, Durden? Well, I, I think the uh, OGs know that we did a poll back in the day. Um, yeah, I think I think we did this to like test out like the. Uh, test out the polling functionality on Discord for some bot. Um, actually, let me uh, search for this real quick. I think it's in the uh, the uh, flare announcements votes channel. Ah oh, yes, two thousand twenty-two. Let's see. All right, so let me screenshot this for you guys. and uh, post it in the AMA question. So, yeah, uh, people voted that I'm in my 30s. That was the most common answer. And uh, I said, suffice it to say, the wisdom of the crowd was correct. So, well, that should give you a good enough idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, Promino asks, when you launch in a new chain, would we be doing another fundraise that is selling VE Lefinity for USDC to market make? I'm not sure if we're going to keep Lefinity as a SPL only or if we're going to need to bridge it. Um, I think the way we would do this is we would probably just keep Lefinity on Solana because um, like while it may be, like, we, we might get some new um, VE Lefinity holders by expanding the Lefinity token part to the new chain. I think the number of people will be minimal um and uh like not super important the 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 important part in my perspective anyways is that we launch our decks there and we have plenty of liquidity to capture whatever volume we want to capture and uh, we don't need the lefinity token over there to do that so yeah i don't think we will port the Lefinity token over there. Um, 
yeah, that would, I think that would make things very tricky, actually, because like our current VE Lafinity program, it's not designed to be able to handle Lafinity on other chains as well, right? Like it only looks on the uh, Solana chain to determine like how much VE Lafinity there is in total and how much each user should receive pro rata. So yeah, I don't think we will do that. Um, would we fundraise? I think that depends on how much liquidity we deploy. Um, and I think there's a good chance that we will want to, because we will also be able to use liquidity for Project S. So yeah, it looks like we will have a lot of new uses for liquidity in the near future. So yeah, in that case, um, I think it makes all the sense in the world to sell VE Lafinity at something around the uh, current market price of Lafinity and um, raise more funds that we can use to generate more revenue. Um, but yeah, not not yet. <laughs> Soon, yeah. All right, <clears throat> she. Let me take a sip. You know, I started off saying all the time, "Let me take a sip," but then the community started making fun of me. So then I stopped. And then they complained that I didn't say gonna take a sip anymore so then i started saying gonna take a sip again you're welcome <clears throat> all right the honey badger asks are you planning to adjust to delta on the flare tensor bids this month instead of a zero percent delta floor to prevent or take advantage of people dumping into the bid yeah we were planning to do that um not sure exactly how much i mean like it'll obviously be like it'll involve guesswork like we don't know what the optimal value for that is but like if i had to like take a stab i'd probably make it go from uh where it is right now at like 10 ish soul down to like eight or seven soul <clears throat> like uh, i'd rather keep it wide like that um because uh if we keep it wide um that it's basically just like more of an admission of ignorance as to whether there are people who are going to dump or not so if we if we knew for a fact that people were going to dump hard then we'd really want to spread out those bids because that will result in the best execution um if we knew there wasn't then uh, we want a, a tighter tighter spread but yeah so but if we start with a wide spread say like 10 to 7 soul 
then uh, a month later, if people only sold down to nine, then uh, we can, like we still have that soul that didn't get eaten up from nine to seven soul. So we can just add just that liquidity later. And like, we haven't lost anything. In fact, uh, those bids will have earned points just for being there, I think. Tensor points, that is. So I uh, think the conservative route is probably superior. But um, yeah, I'm not sure what the optimal delta is. I uh, was thinking uh, to do like a quick, quick little poll, informal, unofficial poll in the uh, the Inferno channel, uh, just to see what like people think, and just like go with the uh, community average opinion or something. <clears throat> uh, what do you guys think about that? Uh, so Pramano says, so basically the fees from the new chain will be aggregated with Solana fees. And if anyone wants to get rev share, they'd have to lock Lifinity on Solana. Is this correct? Yeah, that's how I'm thinking of it. Um, I'm not sure any other way would make sense. Like we don't want to make a new token for the new chain. Um, and yeah, like porting the Lifinity token infrastructure over there would be pretty tricky. So I would rather not have to do that either. So yeah, I think the simplest way would just be to like on a monthly basis, just withdraw the profit from the new chain, bring it over to the Solana and uh, just add it to the uh, USDC that we're gonna distribute that month. Yeah, I think that would be the simplest way to go. Uh, Pramano asks, are we going to do a fundraise before Project S is launched? No, um, I mean, we don't really have a need to raise funds, like neither for the team nor in terms of liquidity. Um, like uh, Project S will be, will be, uh, let's say interoperable with many different assets. <clears throat> but uh, we're gonna start off with support for like very few, like probably starting with just one and gradually expand from there. So, you know, we don't need like a shit ton of funds right from the start. So I think it'll all be very gradual and organic, just like, you know, raise as we go, basically. Not like, let's raise millions all at once. <laughs> and uh, like, if if this is indeed a bull market, you know, that'll be better for us too, because on average, that'll mean that the later we uh, raise funds, the higher Lifinity token price will be. Um, and so we can get more bang for our buck. I mean, obviously there's no guarantee. It's not like, you know, Lifinity is programmed to go higher just because it's a bull market or whatever, but you know, um, you know, on average in a bull market, almost everything does go up. So, but yeah, there are no guarantees, obviously.
not financial advice, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay, cool. Well, I've uh, reached the end of the questions on Discord. Um, if people have questions on Twitter, I can bring you on stage if you're interested to uh, speak. You can raise your hand and I can bring you on stage. Haven't done that in a really long time. Seems like people are not super interested in uh, <laughs> uh, speaking, uh, which is fine. But yeah, if you have questions, you can always type them in uh, Discord. Kaylon says, thanks, boss. Appreciate the updates. Thanks for listening in, sir. Well, uh, it looks like everyone is out of questions, which is fine. Uh, maybe I'll just wait one more minute, see if anyone's got anything else. We got a pretty good numbers today. A lot of participants. I think the uh, the uh, Lefinity community really has expanded in the past three months or so. A lot of newcomers. Um, I mean, most of them aren't active in the chats or whatever, but a few are, and. Uh, they're uh, pretty passionate or excited. I guess some of them are listening in right now. Some new faces. Like Jay Gills. You're pretty new, but I've seen you around a ton. And uh, obviously, see a lot of regulars too. All right, cool. Well, um, oh wait, uh, one more question, I guess. So Taste asks, uh, just a quick request if the Radiance guys are there, can you make a passionate promo for your product for someone who is not feeling it? <laughs> um, I guess you should, uh, write that in the, uh, in the, uh, Radiance X Lefinity channel. Uh, and just like uh, tag them or respond to one of their messages so that they see it. Um, I guess I can talk about that briefly for those who haven't seen that. So Radiance is this project where um, it's very unique, so kind of hard to 
encapsulate and like i'm not an expert on it either but uh basically what they do is they <clears throat> um they have a nouns style minting so like uh, nouns mints one nouns nft per day in, in an auction uh what radiance does differently is that they limit what you can use to bid on their uh, new NFTs. And they only allow you to bid with uh, NFTs, other NFTs. And the bid value of each NFT is their floor price. Um, so right now they only have like two NFTs, so you can only bid using those. And uh, wh whatever bids are accepted are burnt. So basically, if your NFT can be used in the auctions, they will uh, become de deflationary because, yeah, you, you bid with them and then they get burnt. And then you get this new NFT, uh, Radiant. Um, so yeah, they have this unique mechanism. And uh, I think they have different deals with different projects. For the existing two projects that they allow to be used for bids, uh, I think they've subsumed those DAOs. So they uh, basically now own all the like uh, yeah, the IP and the whatever tools and infrastructure that those projects had. Um, and yeah, so that, that's now part of Radiance DAO. And so right now, um, we're looking to strike a deal with Radiance. And uh, the current proposal for the deal is that uh, Radiance would allow uh, flares to be used in their auctions. And in exchange, whenever Flare DAO wins an auction using flares, uh, Flare DAO would give Radiance DAO one tenth of the value of the um, total floor value of the flares used to bid to win the auction. So for example, if we use 10 flares and each flare was worth $1,000, uh, that's $10,000 in total. So one tenth of that is $1,000. So we'd give them $1,000 worth of uh, Xlfinity. And then Radiance DAO would turn that into Vlfinity and use it as a source of revenue. <clears throat> So the consequences of this would be that one, um, flares would have a new deflationary force. Um, if flare DAO were to participate in the auctions, it would just use the bought back flares. So that would not be in that would not be a net new deflationary force. But if anyone else participates in the auctions using their own flares that would be a deflationary force because they're using flares that haven't been bought back yet and those would get burnt. So there's that. Um, the other thing is that we, FlareDAO would be able to turn their bought back flares into a valuable asset, the Radiance. Um, Radiance have um, their, their auction values have gone for between like 100 to 170 soul. Um, so like quite 
high value. And uh, I've heard there have been a couple OTC deals for Radiance that were also like ballpark in that range. Um, yeah, so like these NFTs are quite valuable. And so FlareDAO would be able to turn their bought back flares, they would be able to burn them into a Radiant, uh, which would be pretty dope. And then a Radiance, Do Radiance DAO would have the Lifinity as a revenue source, which is also pretty dope. Um, overall, it seems like a win-win for both. Um, so yeah, that's being discussed in the governance channel. I think it's really cool. Like, um, I feel like FlareDAO has been searching for something like this for quite a long time. Like in the past, we've talked about like burning a bunch of flares to mint a one of one, and then we auction it. And like, uh, you know, I, I kind of tried to make that happen, like contacted it, like the existing one of one art marketplaces and see if they could help with like finding artists to make the one of one and whether they'd be willing to like host the auction and all that. And uh, none of it panned out. Um, they either just um, didn't get back to me. This was during the bear market, so that could have been related. <laughs> or when they did get back to me, they just said, we don't think that's viable, basically. Um, so yeah, I think that would have been like super cool if we could have done that, but it never happened. And it looks like it probably never will. <laughs> so I'm just like super glad that um, it's looking like there's a high probability that this will pass in FlareDAO. Um, Radiance is a really cool project from what I can tell. And uh, yeah, I think this will be like good marketing for both projects. And uh, and a good exchange of value between both as well. So I'm excited. Uh, hope to see you guys participate in the governance discussion. Um, let's see, Jay Gills says, I've actually had BE Lifinity for one year plus. Just wasn't active on Discord all of last year. Burnt out from Discord, plus I'm in TradFi, and was burnt out there, lol. Didn't get active in Flare as much till about two months ago, though. Probably why I'm more active now. Uh, I see. One of the lurkers. Yeah, we... I, I think we have a bunch of lurkers. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's been uh, good to see you more active in the chats these days. Anyways, um, yeah. No more questions, so I guess I'm just going to call it there. Thanks for listening in. I uh, hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful jupe mint to us all. <laughs> May the gods of uh, Jupiter be with us. And uh, yeah, all right. I'll see you guys around. Yep.